all right, let's do this. Like it's a real okay. podcast because it is. And we're, this is gonna, we're gonna have a Patreon. It's, we're doing a whole thing. Okay. Okay. I believe you. I know. I know. <laughs> this is the time, Jocelyn. <laughs> this is the time we get really organized. <laughs> Couples. Welcome to Couplescape. <laughs> oh, Off tried. to a great start. Perfect. We tried. This is our this is our first one. We are doing remote. Um, yeah. We thought we we're an experiment to see if we can figure this out, and so far, so good. I think. Yeah. Uh, we, we've with- talked about this actually for years. How mm-hmm. we were going to just talk to each other on the phone and record it, and it was going to be a podcast. But then technology advanced. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to call each other on our landlines anymore. We can actually just zoom. Although right above my shoulder, you can see is my landline. I know I keep, I keep trying to get Alex to install mine right over here, but he's a busy man. I have 9,000 projects for him typically at any given time. So, well, how are you? I haven't seen you in so long. Uh, I, I haven't know. Seen you in, I mean, actually now that I'm thinking about it, I think it's been two weeks, but for us, that feels like a very long time. It does. And I feel like we see each other virtually uh, so much more frequently, um, which is both good and bad. Mm -hmm. Um, I was thinking of you today because this weekend uh, or this past weekend, Dave installed a water feature in our backyard. Um, And I was like, oh, my gosh, the patio is so perfect right now. And (laughs) we... Uh, could sit back there and chat only then I realized that the water feature makes you know noise like a oh, fountain yeah. and so it wouldn't be good for recording and then I would probably mm-hmm. have to figure out how to turn it off uh, which I wouldn't be able to do so it's just better it's just yeah. better that we're doing it this way well I do want to come see the water feature and I do miss doing these out on the patio there you know there was always barking dogs and planes and Obviously, your neighbor who never stops mowing their lawn. Oh, my gosh. So the reason that he put this water feature in is because this fucking neighbor with the dogs had a party starting on Thursday that lasted through Monday. And I'm not even kidding you. It was a party for the whole time. They had people coming and going morning, noon and night. He was grilling three meals a day. I'd go out to have my coffee in the backyard on fucking Saturday morning. And this guy is lighting up the grill to cook breakfast. I don't know how many people there were, but we were just, this was over Memorial day weekend. And so then Dave's like, I have to put in a water feature so that we can at least like have a little bit of peace from listening to other people's conversations in our own backyard. Yeah. It was just awful. So three day party, honestly, a little bit no, of no, respect no. there. I Thursday, can't even last... Friday, Four Saturday, day. Sunday, wow, Monday. It was wow. Memorial Day. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Brutal. Honestly, some respect there. I last at a party about two and a half hours tops usually. Um, so I, I have a little respect for somebody who can do it for days like that. Like that's uh, I don't know. That's like what are you doing? What are you doing? Who I would be maybe... so exhausted, like thinking about the meals. 
Yeah. They must have had a bunch of family in town, maybe for a graduation or a family reunion type thing. And yeah, just, I think uh, I think they hosted a family reunion. Mm. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. But um, I don't know why, why would you, you host your house? That? Yeah. Why would you do that at your house? <laughs> that's not you do that at a park. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere where you can be like, I'm leaving. Yeah. This rent a bunch great. of cabins See you in 20 in the years. Same, same place. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny because so uh my birthday was last weekend and we went up to my family's cabin, uh, up near Cascade and, um, you know, it's pretty isolated up there. Um, uh, or it used to be, and then it's gotten like busier and busier over the last few couple years. And, um, we, part of the reason I didn't want, I didn't want to go up there. I wanted to go camping and I wanted to go like deep woods backpacking up in the sawtooth, like really far away from everything camping. Um, but then we, the weather was like going to be really rainy and crappy. So we were like, fine, let's just go to the cabin. It'll be super nice up there. But I, I didn't want to, because it's always noisy. There's always people like doing a bunch of yard work up there, which is very annoying to me. Uh, and so we, we had a lovely time. It was really, really cool. I'll talk about that a little more later, but Thursday, uh, Wednesday, third, no, sorry, Thursday, Friday, very quiet. Just, you could hear Mm -hmm. the birds and it was just so, so, so great and so relaxing. And then Saturday morning, uh, about 8 a.m., this guy across the pond started mowing and he mowed solid until like 1.30. And I'm and on a riding lawnmower. And then at 1.30, it started to rain. So he got off for a little bit. Then at 3, got back on, mowed until 8 p.m. And we were watching him because you have to think like this is this guy's cabin, right? Like he comes up here on the weekend. He got there obviously like Friday night, Saturday morning. He they bought a cabin. They they ripped out all of the trees, all sure. of the like native plants, all the sagebrush, put in turf, and right. then he spends he spends like twelve hours on Saturday mowing. And I was like, man, how much does this guy hate his wife? You know, like or himself? Because Alex was watching him, and he said that the guy was like literally going back and forth over and over the same patch of grass. And I was like, that is a man who is terrified to be quiet and alone with his own thoughts for even an instant, which is funny because it's like, why'd you buy a cabin? Just more shit to mow. He already, everything in town is mowed. He has to go up to the cabin and mow on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, But I was like, that is a nightmare. A total nightmare. Yeah. So, but we did have an amazing time. And the night we got there, you know, my beaver, I have a beaver tattoo. Beavers are kind of thing, a thing for me. And the first night we got there, um, there was a beaver in the pond and there's a, a gigantic beaver den. And there was a beaver uh, swimming around and he was trying to lead us away from the den, slapping his tail and coming over to us. And then, and we were, we were, we were respectful. We were pretty far away. We just happened to like walk down there and see him, but he was trying to like lead us away. So that was really cool. And we saw um, a double rainbow, which was really beautiful. And we saw two nesting cranes. Um, When we were canoeing around, we saw these two nesting cranes and they actually did the same thing. Um, They flew out of the the brush uh and, like and startled us and then they circled around and landed really close on the shore and the female was dragging her wing trying to be like I'm hurt eat me instead leave our eggs alone <laughs> and we were just trying to turn the canoe around and get away from them um but they are so big and they were like flapping their wings and you know trying to trying to get us out of there so it was really beautiful. There was a moose up there. We didn't see it, but my parents did. The day we left, my parents were like, oh, we saw a moose. Oh, we saw a fox too, but my parents were, saw the fox wandering around, saw a moose. And then my parents saw a deer um, give giving birth. They saw a fawn wow. like right next to the road where they were. So 
lots of wildlife. It was really peaceful and really beautiful. And it was funny because, you know, you know, I used to always do a birthday party every year. And then, which was incredibly stressful. Still for missing that pineapple upside down cake and the <laughs> box of how many forks was it? 500 forks. <laughs> I forgot about that. The most forks uh, that you could ever possibly own. Um, yeah, I do not miss having a party. Uh, and during COVID, my 40th birthday, I was like, you know, we were all isolated and I couldn't have a party. And I was like, wait, do I hate parties? I do. Oh my God. So now every year for my birthday, we go to the woods, go far, far away. And that's really perfect for me. I really enjoy yeah. that. Yeah. I think that's a great way to, to spend your birthday, but I hope you're not entirely off of parties because different to you, I lost my party mojo in COVID and then, uh, realized I kind of want it back. Yeah. And so I've started a, I've given myself the goal of throwing one dinner party a month um, and planning a menu and inviting, uh, you know, a small group of guests, maybe eight to 10 total people. And uh, so I've started my own supper club and it's been really fun so far. Yeah, we got to come to the second one. I was sad that we missed the first, but uh, very exclusive uh, guest list. Uh, but we came to the second one. It was so fun. It was very, very sweet. Um, the food was all amazing, obviously, but it was it was very sweet. I loved it. It's I, I feel like I'm learning something from each event. Um, and one of the things I have relearned is that it takes a bunch of effort to throw a party. Yeah. Or even a dinner party. And I'm not talking like, you know, anything super elaborate. It's just like, you have to think about the groceries and things you have to do ahead and then making sure everything is clean and everything is set up. And, um, yeah, it's a lot to, uh, sort of coordinate, which, you know, I I'm hoping that I get better at it. Cause I'm like, this shouldn't take me like three solid days of effort. This should be like, can we make this more spontaneous, a little less effortful? <laughs> My, but what I, I I like what I liked about yours was it was like a sit down adult yeah. dinner, you know, with like courses and the whole thing. I we have a lot of parties over here, but they're family parties and it's literally like paper plates, kid, kids running around, you know, it, they're not like thought out. It's pizza or something on the grill really easy. But I liked that that was it was like very thoughtful. Yeah. Well, I, th I like that too. And that was one of the things is I've thrown so many parties over the years where I don't get to talk to anybody because I'm so busy running around, like refilling the ice bucket and making sure that, you know, so-and-so has a drink or whatever. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, oh my God, I didn't have a conversation with one person. And I really want to talk to people. I really want to be like face to face and converse, you know, having conversations and, um, you know, that, that is something that you can do at a dinner party and it's really fun. And also just having that dialogue, not just one-on-one, -on -one. like I love my one-on-one -on -one time with my friends, like, you know, going to get a pedicure with you or going out to lunch, but there's something about a small group dynamic that gives me a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, not me. Uh, I feel like as an introvert, the whole time I was a little like, what happens now? More conversation. Like it was a little, uh, a little, it's definitely not my thing, but I also enjoy being invited to it and going, you know, like it was, it's very sweet. 
it was very like fun. And and it's fun to meet your friends, you know, like we've been friends for so long, but you sort of forget that you, we have separate circles, you know? So yeah. like meeting your friends, but it's always very, very fun. Uh, probably more fun than like my friends, which I'm like, these are all comedian and people from 12 step groups. And it's like, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, en- my end game is that I would like other people to invite me over to dinner with their friends. Cause I think that would be even more fun because it would take out the whole, I have to coordinate all this. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. We'll see if that ever happens. I know when you said that after at the end of the party where you're like, okay, other people are supposed to host dinner parties. Now later, Alex and I were like, we've never had a party at our house. Not, I mean like other than family parties, graduation parties, you know, birthday parties, stuff like that. But we haven't had like, we keep, we still haven't had a housewarming. (laughs) We still have been like, oh yeah, we should do that. So maybe this is, this is what I needed to, to spur me into doing that. Um, I have to tell you the funniest uh, birthday thing because I feel like you'll so appreciate this um, having, you know, uh, an odd dad yourself, uh, but also knowing my dad, Bill, um, he my parents stopped the day we left and they dropped off a card for me, which, uh, by the way, it had uh, money in it, which has never happened. So they must be really they must be going through something. Um, (laughs) I don't think they've ever given me money on my birthday. accident maybe it was like one of their budget envelopes (laughs) and they were reusing it whoops yeah (laughs) well the card inside was very very sweet which it was a Kathy card the cartoon (laughs) Kathy uh I I think I sent Um, you a picture which I was like the funny thing about that is my mom is such a hoarder I bet that she's had she has my entire life had this giant box of cards whenever she goes to a yard sale and there's like cards she buys them and stuffs them in the box and then which is actually smart because she always has cards for any occasion um, but she has this Kathy card that I'm sure she purchased at a yard sale in like 1998 and has had since. But um, it was very sweet. It also says, uh, remember when we thought 30 was so old? And I'm like, you guys know I'm 43, right? I'm not sure. I'm not totally sure that you know that. But um, but inside my mom wrote this lovely message about how she's so honored to be my mom. And, you know, she re- she remembers the day I was born and, you know, just like a very sweet, thoughtful message. And then Bill uh, wrote, glad you're doing so good. Have a great summer, which is so funny to me. I got hags by my own dad on my own birthday card. I got hags. Have a great summer. And then. So I yeah, said, is this your uh, your yearbook? Yeah. Did he think you yeah. were signing your yearbook? Did we have one class together? Uh, and he's not totally sure who I am, but, uh, you know, we got along okay. Uh, then the funny thing is that I sent uh, a, a picture of it to my brother because I thought he would get a kick out of it. And I, I was like, I got hags by Bill. And he was like, haha. And then he was like, reminded me that a few years ago, he got a card from my parents on his birthday. And my mom had written a really loving message. And Bill had written, you still have my painting tarp. Love, Bill. It was what the card said. And I just love that. I think that's beautiful. I think that's so funny. Uh, hags, thank you so much, Bill. So yeah. yeah uh, two, it's really, called really. two birds with one stone. You know? Two birds, one stone. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there is a place here to make a me- to leave a message. I will be leaving a message now. Yeah, yeah. Maybe slightly irrelevant. Hags. And then on my birthday, uh, uh, it was very cute because, you know, he's not the most affectionate man uh he's not he's not like a he's not a demonstrative man but how he shows love is like when your water heater breaks he comes at you know uh 10 at night and fixes it for you like he he is a very loving person but just not always the most vocal uh person but um on my birthday he a week before that uh we bought a new 
a brand new air conditioner. So my parents had given me a window unit um, that they had gotten at a yard sale and had used for probably 25 years. Let's be honest. Like they probably bought it used and then used it for another five, you know, 10 to five to 10 years. So um, they gave us that for my office for when I'm working and it's incredibly loud. Uh, it smells like feet and and it hurts my throat. Like I I ran when I was running, I would be like, I, I this hurts my throat. And my mom, like five years ago, with a different used air conditioner, my mom had severe pneumonia um for months and months and months. And she lost a whole bunch of weight and she was so sick she couldn't get off the couch. And um she after being you know, yelled at by all of us, finally goes to the doctor and the doctor's trying to figure it out. And then they figured out it was their air conditioner had mold in it. And my mom, like it was the sickest I've ever seen her. It was very, very scary. Like she was so, so sick. Uh, so I was immediately, that's what I thought of when they gave me that, that air conditioner and my throat is hurting and stuff. I'm like, well, I'm not going to get pneumonia. So we took it out. We bought a brand new air conditioner, which was actually pretty reasonable. It's uses 50% of the power, uh, it's completely quiet so I can run it while I'm working instead of having to turn it off during every single meeting. Cause no one can hear me. Um, so my parents come over and I'm like, Oh, you can have your old air conditioner back. We bought another one. And they're like, Oh, where'd you get it? And I was like, well, we bought it new. And I, uh, if you want to see a picture of my, of Bill's face, it's on my Instagram of how upset he was that we, my parents have never purchased anything new in their entire life. They're so cheap. He was so upset. So, uh, he he's you know he's asking me about it he can't get over it he keeps being like oh well, how much did you pay for that oh and he's just losing his mind on my birthday he's like text me like happy birthday you can still probably return that air conditioner <laughs> i'm like we're not returning thank you hags uh i'm not returning the air conditioner i like it it i it was a good purchase i'm happy with my purchase i don't have buyer's remorse like he's so stressed out about it it's very very funny yeah my, my mom uh my weekend moms and you know my mom very rarely texts me um she's not uh, a frequent texter, but then she's often, she's an arbitrary and long-winded texter. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other day, uh, I got a text from my mom just out of the blue and it says, um, I'm trying to find it here so that I can tell you. Yeah. So the, the last time that I had a text from her was for mother's day. I sent her a text that said, happy mother's day. And she responded, Oh, with a heart. <laughs> um, and then, hags. Not, that no. is your mom's equivalent of hags that's very funny so then uh this was just this last week she says um steve saw steve who's my dad saw a snake go under the stove he told me over in the laundry and i said omg we've got to get back and make sure we know where it is and then this crinkled up uh, emoji face and then she texted me again, Tony is here now and Snake is not under stove. <laughs> <laughs> Did you from there get an hour by hour update? Because that's what one of my parents would have done. They would, I would have gotten an hourly update on the snake situation, like for weeks, still no, still no sign of the snake in the kitchen. Did they ever find it? They never found it. Mm. Uh, She did text me again late that night. And she says, after a thorough search of the house, no snake. Where did he go? Question mark, question mark. (laughs) A small hole for the gas under the stove? Question mark, question mark. 
Dear me, I'm keeping my feet up and I'm quite sure that my bedroom is safe. Hopefully he exited, but how, where, question mark, question mark. Oh my mark. gosh, question mark, question mark. <laughs> I love that she's, she, is she very scared of snakes or she's not? Oh yeah, no. She, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, this is like her worst nightmare. Also my worst nightmare. Yeah. I really don't like snakes. For me, I would be freaked out to see a snake, but I think I would be more freaked out. I hate mice so much. Yeah. So for yeah, me, mice- it would be a mice. I'm not scared of, I'm not scared of snakes at all. I wouldn't even really be that bothered. I would more be like, Hey, get out of here. Uh, but mice, uh, my neighbor was telling me that they have had a mice problem and she's tried so hard to deal with them humanely. And I was like, you can't, you can't can't deal with mice humanely. You have to go ahead and be an awful, horrible butcher person and just get rid of them because they, you, you're not going to get rid of them. You're not going to get rid of them. If you find one mouse. Yeah. There's more mice. There's 70 and, more mice. Yes. For and sure. all of a sudden there's mouse poop in literally every corner of your house, under every rug, on your countertop. I just can't with mice. So yeah. and and they are gross and they tear shit up and they ruin things. And yeah, they're disgusting. So mm-hmm. um I don't mess with mice. Having lived on farms and stuff, don't mess around with mice. What about kids? What's going on? What what do you got going on with kids recently? I got uh, one thing to tell you and it's a brag and I'm excited, but do you have something first? Oh, I have no brags, no kid brags <laughs> right now. <laughs> I mean, I have plenty of things that I'm not going to brag I about. I mean, we made it through another school year, so I guess. Ooh, that's a brag. <laughs> that's a brag. Um, well, Henry's uh, rugby team won state. Whoa. Um, yes, which I really want us to write uh, a Rudy style movie about because um, I have not seen the film Rudy. I just know it's a football <laughs> movie people really enjoy. And I once met the guy who wrote it in uh, Indiana. So um, but I want us to write it because it was the sweetest thing. You know, his team uh, that he goes to, you know, title one school, not a lot of money. It was their first year playing rugby. They'd never had a rug- rugby oh team God. before. And he um, he did not play sports up until this year. He all of a sudden this year was he was a music kid. And then this year, all of a sudden was like, I'm, I'm gonna play football. I'm gonna wrestle. I'm gonna play rugby. And um, they so you have to have 13. I, this could be totally wrong, but I think that you need like 13 guys. And every team that they played had a whole, it's like soccer. You're running the whole time. So you should be, you know, putting guys in, taking guys out. And um, every team had like, you know, 20, 30, 40 guys run and, and switching guys out. The, the, uh, his poor school only had like 13 guys. So every guy had to play the entire time and they had like two extra guys, but they had both gotten injured at the very beginning. So like not really an option. Um, but yeah, it was it was cool. And they played this school uh, that had a lot of money. Their their parents, everybody had matching T-shirts and, you know, the kids had matching backpacks and stuff. And then their scrappy, poor kids school. Uh, and also those parents were screaming. Uh, we accidentally sat on, sat on the ones, like for the first part of the game, sat on the wrong side of the game. And I was like, Oh, let's go sit with the chill poor kids side of the, like uh, the kids on our, the parents on our side is like, yeah, good job. I don't know the rules to this, but they seem like they're having fun. 
Uh, but they won, they won state. And it was like, That's it was so just, cool. I never give a fuck about sports and I never care about any of it. And my kids have played sports and I'm always like, ah, as long as you're having fun and you're outside, whatever, I don't care if you win or lose, but it was pretty sweet to see him in his sen- senior year, take state with all these guys who worked so hard, who had never, ever, ever played rugby <laughs> their first game. They didn't know the rules. They were just a mess out there. And then they took state. And I thought that was really cool for them. So uh, we should write that movie. I think we should write the high school, a high school rugby movie really up our alley a sports movie yeah i was gonna say i guess we'll i guess i'll start reading up on rugby no i don't let's not i don't <laughs> let's not even look up the rules i tried when they were playing i was trying to figure out their rules it is okay it's a super fun game actually it's really really fun to watch i don't know why football is our national pastime because football is so boring yeah. it's so slow it takes forever um i dated this football player for a minute who was like it's it's really it's like chess it's like it's no. like you had a I'm like chess also notoriously boring to watch. <laughs> like it's not it's not a ringing endorsement actually. Um but it was it's really fun and Henry described it as a uh, lunch recess with linemen. Um because it's just a bunch of guys running around slamming into each other. They lift each other. There's a lot of like huddling down and pushing and pushing and um it's nonstop like soccer like it's the whole time just going 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 and it's so 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 fun to watch. So um yeah i was like oh yeah but i so, never understood so here's an idea we on. could uh my sister played my sister hadley played rugby in college oh fun and um i was really really shocked at how brutal the game was yeah and also how tough those women were playing mm-hmm. that and how some of them yes did not have teeth yeah um were missing teeth because of it so angle might be women's college rugby yeah absolutely let's write a women's college rugby movie Mm -hmm. um i would be willing to work to figure out the rules for that i'll (laughs) i'll do my due diligence uh i wanted to talk to you about writing because i know how you wrote a novel i did and then i did nothing with it and i i need to at some point in my life go back to it and and look at it and, and revise yeah. and stuff yeah that's a hard it's that's hard although I don't know I don't know if the writing for me the writing is always way harder than the revising the revising if especially if I put something in a drawer for a while and I don't feel like emotionally connected to it when I pull it out I can edit it almost like it's someone else's and not feel precious about it just be like cut it cut it get rid of it the writing for me is like pulling teeth and you were so I was so inspired by you writing this book um, that I've been like, I'm going to start writing fiction. That's always my, my, always been what I wanted to do. And I, uh, I started, uh, uh, I was like, I'm just going to write some short stories. I'm just going to, you know, I'm not going to tackle a novel. I'm just going to be like, try to write like a six page story. And, uh, I had been, I, I sat down, I was writing, I was writing, I wrote three pages. I was feeling really good about it. I was even like, I'm not going to do the thing where you like, you know, reread it and edit it in the moment. You know, you just basically like, you just, you write it out and then later you come back to it. Uh, but then the next day I sat down and was kind of, I was looking over it through, even though you're not supposed to, I was looking over it and I found this sentence, uh, which made me almost quit writing forever that I had written. Uh, and it is light filled the room, which was otherwise rather gloomy and dark. <laughs> That's what I wrote, Jocelyn. That's what I wrote. Is this a, is this a romance novel? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it should be. Yeah, maybe that's the level I will be at, which is not a knock against romance novels. No, not at all. write erotica, tons of it. Um, 
I was so, I laughed so hard about that because I, you know, I'm not trying to be fucking Tony Dorr. I'm just trying to write something down. But I just laughed so hard that the best thing I can come up with was like light filled the room with it. With, without the light, it was pretty dark in there. So I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck, I would probably should stick to comedy. But my goal for myself, and I'm saying it on the podcast to be held accountable by you and uh, our listeners I want to write, I want to write a book within the next year. By the time I'm 44, I want to, and you know, something I learned with comedy and with, uh, you know, this podcast job and stuff is like, unfortunately you have to kind of start at the bottom with these things. You have to be bad at stuff for a while. And I'm hoping it gets better from here. I hope that this isn't just who I'm at, where I'm at with writing. So yeah, writing is so tricky for yeah. me because I have to use those same creative muscles for other aspects of my life. And then switching gears to writing um, and getting back on track is, is just a really hard switch. I mean, yeah. I had to write, we had our tasting note writing uh, party on Friday. And then, so we all taste all these wines and then we make notes and then it's just, I get this pile of adjectives from people and I have to craft them into clever blurbs. And I've done this for years and years and it's super hard because I'm trying to say something in 40 words that's concise and clever and, uh, maybe has a little twist, a uh, little poetic language or something. And I just sent it to my sister earlier. And I was like, how many more years can I not say the exact same thing? Because we're writing about the same product. I don't know. I was like, this is where my creativity is. It's writing tasting notes for wine. Yeah. I can't yeah. write a novel because I'm writing tasting notes for wine. Yeah. That's how I feel is I'm writing headlines and I'm writing press releases and press releases and intros. And, uh, and then when I go to sit down to write, you know, creative fiction or even nonfiction shit, my brain is like, do you want that to be about 60 words yeah. long or <laughs> it's right. very hard. It's like, it's a totally different kind of writing. And you think like, oh, well I can do this. I'm so practiced at it. I should be able to just bang it out. Like, Yeah. I can bang out a press release, no problem. But the minute I have to like come up with something not, uh, you know, fiction, I'm just like, blah, blah, blah. yeah, it's hard. I was realizing too, I feel like for somebody who constantly worries um, and can come up with like the most distinct and strange scenarios to worry about in my head, I have very little imagination. Mm -hmm. um, I, I actually uh, kind of just started being like, you're just going to pick these names for now. I get hung up on names and places. Okay, I've got a, I've got a secret for you. What? Check out the arrest report for names. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. I'm not kidding. <laughs> the best names always. Just That's... great names. All kinds of names. Interesting names. Simple names. Men, women, That's everything great. in between. Yeah, that's, that's my trick for names. That's a really, okay, I'm going <laughs> to do that because I get so hung up on, I tried even a um like a D&D &D RPG type uh, name generator, generator. thing. It doesn't yeah. work. That didn't work very well because it was like 
uh, Galdorf hammer. And I was like, okay, this isn't actually going to work for the story I'm trying to write about small town Idaho. But um, I'm very, I'm very motivated. I really do want to write some short stories and try to like flex that fiction muscle, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, okay. good luck. I think that sounds like a great project. My current creative project is that um, Dave built the water feature and he had given me a St. Francis for Christmas. And so I decided I wanted to build a niche for St. Francis. Uh, and so I got the old wheelbarrow from our garden and uh, I'm now painting the inside of the wheelbarrow and it's going to have a little shelf for my St. Francis. Oh, that is I'm, the cutest idea. I'm going totally crafty. I love this. it. That's yeah. really cute. I really like that. That'll be fun. I wanted to do something that wasn't on the computer, which is the only place, unfortunately, that most of my creative work takes place. And I just can't look at a screen anymore. So I'm looking at the inside of a wheelbarrow. Oh, cute. So, okay. Yeah. I love it. Well, I can't wait to see it. And yeah. maybe we should do like a special like patio, patio episode. I think we probably should. So yeah. we have three minutes left on our free Zoom trial here. So um, <laughs> anything you want to tell me really quick. <laughs> but it's good for us to have a time limit, maybe. We're usually so noodly, but this time we're like, okay, I got to get, get through quick. this. Yeah, no, uh, I wanted to wish you a happy birthday. I haven't oh, seen thank you. you yet. We haven't yes. gone to our annual um, birthday luncheon and or, um, you know, nails or whatever. So I'm looking forward Let's to seeing do you and doing that. And I'm glad it's spring. We've had a beautiful last week. Um, so, yeah, trying to reframe and think positively about everything that's <laughs> it <sounds> hard <laughs> it, is, it is um I wanted to let you know we don't have time to get into it but I want to let you know when I turned 42 I was like this is the year you know Douglas mm. Adams uh you know Hitchhiker's Guide the number 42 is the answer to everything and I was like this is the year like I know I figure out the answer to everything and I understand my life and the universe and I wanted to let you know I did it uh, turned 43 and was like, got it all figured out. So mm. don't have time to tell you about it. Don't have time to share any of it with you, but I want you to know I have it all figured out. So don't worry about me. Uh, I'll just be over here writing, uh, probably erotica. We'll probably just go back to that and enjoying my very cool air conditioner. That's what I'll Congratulations. Be. I feel like that. Yeah. So. You started out on the right foot with that beaver and the air conditioner. I think so too. Actually, it was very sweet. You know, uh, when, when the double, uh, the double rainbow was happening and, uh, we had seen all this wildlife and I turned to Alex, you know, on my birthday and was like, oh my gosh, just like, this is, this feels like, like messages upon messages, you know, just like getting all this information. And I was like, what do you think it means? He was like, I think it means you're on the right path. And I was like, I like that. I like mm -hmm. that. We're on the right path. Uh, and so 43 next year is my emerald year. Oh my gosh. I know. Yeah. And, mine but, was last year. Yeah. And it's my, my stuff says that this is my working year that I yeah. have to put in the work this year so that my Emerald year is extra special. So, yeah. um, I will be doing that. Uh, if you, if you want to help me, <laughs> I don't know what to hey, work at. I'm <laughs> I I've got a little maxim for you, which is it's, uh, it's in the journey, not the destination, Emma. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, hags have a great summer, Josh. Okay. <laughs> 
All right. I love you. All right. Let's go. uh, Let's go get lunch. I, we got to do this in person. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Bye. Bye. I love, I love, I love.